Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits. The highly awaited US intelligence report. Now, we spoke about this going back months ago when Obama said they were going to release this information, but they have. And this highly awaited US intelligence report on dozens of mysterious unidentified flying object sightings said most could not be explained. But they did not rule out that some could be alien spacecrafts. The unclassified report said researchers could only explain one of the 144 UFO sightings by the US government, personnel and sources between 2004 and 2021, sightings that often were made during military training activities. 18 of those, some observed from multiple angles, appeared to display unusual movements or flight characteristics or patterns that surprised those who saw them, like holding stationary in high winds and high altitude and moving at extreme speeds with no discernible means of propulsion, according to the report. And some of the 144 might be explained by natural or human-made objects like birds or drones uh, cluttering a pilot's radar or natural atmospheric phenomena. This is according to the report as well. Others could be secret US defence tests or unknown advanced technologies created by Russia or China, maybe. Yet, others appeared to require more advanced technologies to determine what they actually are. The sightings of what the report calls unidentified aerial phenomena, or UAP, they used to be called UFOs, didn't they? Uh, probably lack a single explanation said the report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. We currently lack significant or sufficient information in our data set to attribute instance to specific explanations. Hmm. Anyway, the report made no mention of the possibility or ruled out that some of the objects cited could represent extraterrestrials. And the military intelligence community have conducted research on them as a potential threat Ireland, of course, is the UFO capital of Europe, believe it or not, with more reported sightings than anywhere else in the world or on the continent. And the reason I believe that is the case is because we're all mad and we're seeing things. And maybe we're all drinking a bit too much. I think Ireland actually has probably more sightings of UFOs because of the alcohol. You know, you know, you can imagine Johnny strolling out of the pub in the middle of Kerry at three o'clock in the morning, you know, after a lock-in. Uh, what is that in the sky? It looks like a light in the sky. You know what I mean? And the next morning he tells everyone he saw a UFO. It was probably just a streetlight because because his head was moving and not the streetlight. Anyway, the most recent reported sighting in Ireland was in the uh, in Dublin in late November when a man putting out his bins noticed something strange in the sky and it wasn't his wife. <laughs> do you believe in aliens? UFOs? Or do you think it's all a little bit far-fetched? Do you believe in it? Aliens, UFOs, or is it? Now I did see a video the other night on TikTok of some guy who claimed in Miami or Florida that this kind of shooting star thing. He has a video of it shot down on a beach near him, and then he ran to it, and seemingly there's an alien sprawled out on the sand. But the FBI were there, and they had the whole place surrounded. And then later he had another video up. He's an FBI man. He's at my house. There's been three vans outside my house all day stalking me out. They obviously knew that I saw it and I have footage I'm sharing with the world. You know what these people? Probably not, to be honest with you. But the question is, do you believe it? Maybe it's easy to write people off as nuts, isn't it? And we've seen that during the pandemic. 
we've seen people who made statements at the very start of this being written off as nuts and then later only to find out some of the stuff that actually they said was possibly true. So, and I suppose the obvious one of that is about the where the, the virus came from, Wuhan, the lab versus the, the meat market or the wet markets. And of course, people who said about the labs in the very early days um, were written off as conspiracy theorists, but now it turns out, of course, that that could possibly be true. It's now been investigated and extremely thoroughly investigated. But getting back to UFOs, it's very easy to write, write off somebody who said, I saw an alien or as a, I was abducted. And people believe they've been abducted. It's called lost time. It's a phenomenon where people lose time. Now, that could be put down to something simpler because I don't know if ever, it's ever happened to you, but you know when you're driving home at night from work and before you know it, you're close to your house and you go, Jesus, I don't, I don't remember going to the tunnel. I don't remember going to the traffic lights. I don't remember going to town. God, maybe I wasn't concentrating. You were. Your brain has just forgotten about it conveniently because you did it automatically because you do it all the time. And that's lost time. But lost time can be more extreme than, than that. It can be five or six hours where people can not explain what they did in the last five or six hours. And many people put that down to alien abduction. It's called lost time. They did some great documentaries on it. But most likely it's a phenomenon that affects the human brain rather than being abducted by an alien. But I want to know if you believe these reports by the US and you believe there's genuinely something in it, that maybe there was UFOs, maybe there was aliens, or do you think it's all a little bit far-fetched and mental? Let me know what you think. The number is 87 188 That's 87 if you want to give us a call, you can. The number is 0818-942-105. You can ring us about anything you want, by the way. Aliens included. Michael. Good evening. Good evening, Michael. Always good to have you on when it comes to a topic like this because you do come up with the scattiest of ideas. Scattiest? What do you mean? Well, you know, you can, you can be a bit to the extreme. Do you know what I mean? No. No? Okay. UFOs, aliens, Michael. Aliens, no idea. Yeah, what do you reckon? I don't know. I mean, I think there's something. Right. But I don't know what it is. I wouldn't say that I know what it is. So, in other words, you're saying we'd be naive to believe there wasn't something. I don't trust the government, first of all. Well, I know Especially that. I don't trust the Amer- American government. And when they come out with the information, I wouldn't trust the but. bit bizarre that they're coming out with the information. Yet they normally keep these things secret, wouldn't they? But that's what we're led to believe. So it's a bit that bizarre is, that they're actually yeah. releasing the report. That is the magic word, bizarre. That's mm. the, there's no other word for it, really, is there? It's just bizarre that they're coming out with it. So you don't know if they're coming out with it to distract people from stuff, or you don't know if there's stuff that's going on that they can't hide it anymore. I think mm. they're running out of money. Maybe they can't hide it anymore. Because if if it's real, right? Let's say that aliens are real, right? Okay. Uh, hypothetically. Right? Hypothetically. Hypothetically, right? Mm. In order to keep that secret, right? Mm. You would have to bribe so many people. Mm. In an, in a time when you have cameras on your phone and you have this, that, and the other, you would have to bribe so many people to keep it hush. But, but what about your man Bob Lazar, who does numerous interviews on television, and he talks about Groom Lake Area Fifty One that he worked there, uh, and and he's a whistleblower allegedly, and he also talks about the alien autopsy, which is now there's a dodgy video online of an alien autopsy. It clearly doesn't look real. It looks like something out of a Hollywood movie or a B movie. 
But but he seems a credible enough person. But if you're listening to him for long enough and you don't believe in aliens, he comes across as bonkers. Yeah, you know I mean? well, I've, I, I've never actually listened to him. I know I'm aware of him, but I've mm. never actually, actually listened to him, you know. But, I mean, there's lots of people like that would come across as credible, you know, but mm. it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I did see something once. I've seen this thing. It was like the saucer thing, right? But it was about 20 feet above me. It had an orange light underneath it. Uh, the light turned off and this thing folded into itself, right? Right, okay. So, I don't know what that is or what it was, right? That could have been anything. It could have been military. It could have been, I don't know what it is, but I have seen footage of craft moving at 50,000 miles an hour and then doing a left turn at 50,000 miles an hour. I don't know how you do that. But, that, but that's what they say distinguishes a UFO from something else is the ability, yeah. until, of course, drones became popular over the last four or five years, which has really messed yeah, things but up. Not, 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 this, this is breaking the laws of physics and all sorts. I know, but of drones can change direction quite rapidly. But planes or any other space or aircraft that we're aware of can't change direction that quickly. Yeah. So, the, so But, I mean, if we go right back, I mean, they've always blamed, you know, research or governmental research on, on sightings of aliens. If you go right back to Roswell in New Mexico, which was what, back in the 1930s or 40s, was it? Was it, was it, ever, ever, no, was it that far back? Was it, was it? Maybe 50s. I, I can't remember. Yeah. I remember watching a documentary about it. But if you go back yeah. to Roswell in New Mexico, and yeah. they found these these silver bits, which looked like strange kind of stuff. And now the Americans said it was a weather balloon. And it was an experimental yeah. weather balloon that was meant to be able to go outside the Earth's atmosphere. Um, and that was what the strange metal was or the strange balloons or the strange material. But they, yeah. there was claims that there was three aliens found at that site and they were all rushed off very quickly to Area 51. That's probably the biggest single incident ever. Yeah, it's so, so much time. That's, that's a bit like the Kennedy assassination. You know what happened, but you don't know what happened. And it's been so many stories and so much second, third hand, fourth hand, fifth hand information that you, that you couldn't... I mean, I remember pictures of that. It's all black and white and it's all shady looking. It's, you wouldn't but but it isn't this... See, here's the problem, right, that I have with all of this. And I'm, I'm quite happy to, to listen and believe yeah. if necessary because, again, I've said this before, you know, we live in an infinite amount of space and time. So to, to assume that we're the only living organisms in this, inf- in, you know, this infinite amount of space and time would be very yeah. naive of us, Right. Yeah. Uh, and we we may never know, by the way, what other life looks like. Other life, you know, we have a very binary view of what life is. You can either see it or you can't. So, I mean, other life yeah. maybe come to us through radio waves or it might be invisible or it might be some sort of... Yeah, it could. Do you know yeah. what I mean? We, we don't know what yeah. form or shape. I mean, this idea that it might have, you know, big green eyes and long fingers and long arms. I mean, that's just something Hollywood come up with. That's probably yeah. not the case at all. It must have lost my train of thought. But the point, yeah, the, point, yeah. <laughs> the point is, when you look at these pictures that you see on YouTube and these documentaries that are on Discovery Channel on a nightly basis that hook people in, the yeah. video evidence that is shot of somebody who spotted one in Florida or in Kerry or whatever it happens to be, it's always very shady and blurry. Yeah. And, and I'm saying, you know, this is 2021. We all carry iPhones or Nokia phones or yeah, some sort of yeah, decent yeah, phone with yeah. decent cameras. So surely somebody has a decent image. Well, this of is something. the thing, right? Yeah, this is the thing, right? There is, there is some good footage out there, but you don't know if it's CGI or what it is. You can't tell. No, you can't. Not anymore. You can't. And, in, and the people who have the ability to tell, 
they are, there is equipment that um, can go through footage and it, and see if it's layered. Yeah, they can test to see if yeah, it's layered. Yeah, yeah. and um, they can tell you, but that's really expensive. And those guys are probably told not to do it. Like they're probably gun said, listen, you don't, you know, threatened or whatever. Like so, you're never going to know. Like, we well, I, th- I think we'll never know in the future because when I look at some of these, what they call the deep fake videos online. Yeah, I mean, I watched one the other night with Tom Cruise, you know, in a kitchen washing pans, pots and pans, and <laughs> and it, you know, for all the intents and purposes, it was Tom Cruise. He was talking like Tom Cruise. He looked like Tom Cruise. But it's not yeah. Tom Cruise. And there was another one of Donald Trump saying something, another one of Obama saying something. And yeah. it looks so real. You, the media could be just absolutely fooled by these deep, deep fake yeah. videos. So the green screen effect, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know, yeah, I don't know why, how they do it, but it's just brilliantly done. You would just never know. Yeah, I remember, do you remember that, I can't remember, there was a show on years ago, about 10 years ago, it was a sitcom, I can't remember what it was, but uh, it was filmed in New York. And... Um, Every time you watch on TV, they were in the city or whatever, and then about two, three years later, they showed, the whole thing was filmed on a green screen, and they were walking through uh, the Bronx and all, and you think they're in the Bronx and all, it's all on a green screen, and I was just, that blew my mind, like so, and that was a few years ago. Well, you can do anything on green screen now. I I know. I mean, you look at most newsreaders on television now, and you see these wonderful backgrounds with loads of people working in the background, and computers everywhere, and none of that's real. I know. Most of it's all green screen. Yeah. And you can't even trust, I mean, they talk about, in the real world, they talk about, um, what do you call that stuff, uh, not clones, um, what do you call that stuff, like a uh, hologram. Yes, they say yeah. they've got hologram technology now, so even oh, well, I've seen the, the hol- world, I've seen, hologram technology is not new, by the way, right? I know, but it's... It, it, it's, it's been around for years. But we, when, when I worked in Club M, we had a laser yeah. light show, and we kind of had hologram technology, so what we would do is a mesh screen would come down from the centre of the nightclub that you couldn't really see. I remember. I remember it well. Yeah, and they would shine the laser on it so it looked like the laser was was writing or drawing in midair. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's yeah. essentially what holograms do. If you look at the hologram of Tupac, and the other brilliant one actually is the Michael Jackson one, uh, which was oh, the yeah, Grammys yeah, there, yeah. where he's sitting on the chair and he comes down and dances. All that is is a mesh screen that comes down. So they're projecting on a 3D image onto a mesh screen. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like it's in midair, or it looks like what, it's actually the space. What if they have it's advanced as much now that they could just put a, have a UFO in the sky, and inside the it's a it's a hologram. Inside the hologram is a, a jet or a, a military craft, and they start shooting at stuff, and, all, and we think it's an alien invasion or something. You know what I mean? No, no. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. You know, anything could be any good thing could be done for propaganda. I suppose from that point of view. Yeah, I mean, we don't know what technology they have. Mm, we, yeah. we really don't. Like, well, they, no. they've always said, and I remember a mate of mine many, many years ago when we were delighted to have PCs that could draw a line spinning on a screen. And this has <laughs> gone back 30 years ago. They were like DX 33 megahertz. Nowadays, they're like yeah. 3 point something gigahertz, right? And and the, the graphics were sh- absolutely shite on them, right? Yeah. But I remember him telling me that he was brought, Dell brought him on a tour uh, of wherever the factory that was making their stuff or some of the stuff that parts for Dell uh, were being made in China. And he said the technology they had was like two years ahead of what was being actually released to the general public. And the reason yeah. for that was they didn't, it was called planned obsolescence, of course. They didn't oh, want yeah, to, yeah. yeah. So in other words, if they start releasing the new stuff, nobody buy the old stuff and they'd be stuck at warehouses. Full of it. So they hang on to it and they slowly release it. Like you can be damn sure the next iPhone, which is probably due out next September, is finished. It's done. It's made. It's produced. You know what I mean? It's ready to go. Yeah. But there's no point in releasing it now because they still want people to buy the old ones. 
So that's the way that, that's the way it works. It's called, I think, planned obsolescence. But stay there for a second, Michael. We're going off on a tangent. John, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing, John? Uh, I tell you what, there's a greater chance now of you having a live interview with an alien now than having a live interview on your show with Stephen Danley. Well, that's probably true, unless we can get a hologram of him. <laughs> <laughs> but John, do you believe in aliens? I was actually hit by a flying saucer once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was actually thrown by one of my exes. <laughs> <laughs> a flying saucer, very good, John. Yeah. That, when I as well as the cup and the knife as well, yeah. So yeah when I went to the end, the doctor said, like, I mean, you want to see his face? And he says, what happened? I said, I was hit by a flying saucer. <laughs> just for a split second, he looked at me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, John, do you believe in them? Oh, definitely, 100%. Now, you seem very sure. Have you seen one or something? Well, it's saw different stuff over the years in the sky. That now, you did talk <coughs> about your drinking when you were younger, by the way. In fairness, I just want to bring that back up again. So, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, Ireland has the highest rate of sightings, uh, you know, in Europe. Now... That concerns me a little bit because we do have a problem with alcohol in this country. Well, you see, the thing is that um, <coughs> with the... <coughs> sorry. I'm going my breath. You see, over the last 20 years, the way the technology has gone, as regards uh, smartphones and everything like I mean, going back to 2000, we didn't have that technology. The, the internet was in its infancy, really, mm-hmm. at that stage, right? Yeah. So if there's another civilization out there, <coughs> I mean... We'd probably be like Fred Flintstone now with the technology we have compared to them. Because it would take that type of technology that we haven't an iota of, just the same as we didn't have an iota in the 1970s, that I would be now talking to you on a mobile phone, which I can take pictures and videos, send messages around the world, whatever. It was light years away. <coughs> so if these guys have technology, or we'd say to travel, uh, we'd say 100,000 light years, from where they would be to come here, the technology would be something else. <coughs> yeah, but their their technology, we speak about them like they're real, but their tech, well, somebody, there's, there's somebody real somewhere, right? But that, I mean, I can assume everybody's all on different timelines. I mean, their technology could be far more developed than ours. And then there's probably other life out there somewhere on a planet. Get yourself a glass of water, Johnny. All right. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, okay, because I don't want to. I don't want. I mean, I've had a lot of things happen live in the air. Croaking <laughs> is not one of them. Um, and I don't want you to do it. But I mean, uh, there, I mean, there are probably civilizations on other planets somewhere, which are you know thousands of years behind us as too. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, they could, but on the other hand, you're quite right. There could be cavemen somewhere else, but there could also be a race that would be super, super intelligent. Absolutely. I, I remember a guy was telling us once, and he was a like a professor of of something or other. I can't remember. He was a professor of something anyway, and he was telling us that somewhere else on a planet, maybe I don't know, billions of light years away, because you've got to remember it's infinite. The chances are there's another Nile boiling on a radio station talking to another John, for example, or another mm-hmm. Michael. I know you can only think there's probably only one Michael in this whole planet and this whole uh, cosmos, but there's possibly like two. Think so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But but the idea is that that sort of coincidence, when you have infinite or infinity, that sort of coincidence is bound to happen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Well, this is it. Mm-hmm. But another thing is well, what's that? The famous thing? saying: if you give an infinite amount of monkeys an infinite amount of time, they'll eventually write the works of Shakespeare. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, another thing which I never, I never agreed with. You know, this over the years, this and stuff falling into space. They are like recordings of, of life on Earth just in case there would be someone out there would find this. 
I would never have done that in the first place because there was in the recent support there were all coordinates here, right? People don't know we even existed, they were here. And all of a sudden along comes this thing sent from out and they have all the coordinates, they have all the information, and supposing they come visit us and supposing they're not friendly. Well all we all they gotta do is send a few you know, videos of the world leaders of this country and then you and you know we're shagged. These lot are primitive. <laughs> they haven't a clue what they're doing. I mean yeah. Realistically, you're probably right. Maybe we shouldn't be sending stuff out just in case because we are quite primitive. Well, this is the thing. Still. I, would never, I mean, I would look, never... we're only new. I mean, we're only at this game a short while, really. You know what I mean? Well, the office keeps saying we're not long over the caves. I mean, I think I remember reading somewhere the world has advanced more in the last 100 years than it has yeah. in the previous, you know, a couple of hundred thousand years. If you know what I mean, you could say, you could say that, but we, you could also say we've gone backwards. If you look, if you go back and, and look at Plato and Socrates and all these people, and then you, you look at you look at today, like mm. who who can match those people? You know what I mean? Who can match those people today? Another story. But I I wonder if people like Leonardo da Vinci and people like exactly, Einstein and Darwin, Vinci, yeah. if they ca- if they were around now, they'd be cancelled. Yeah. They'd be, we'd be told they were conspiracy theorists and nutcases, and they'd be cancelled. They, yeah, they don't go along with the 72 genders. And all <laughs> yeah, if, if they don't go along with everything that's put out there, they'd probably be cancelled. And Socrates, I can imagine poor old Socrates being cancelled. Okay, but well stay there for a second. Let me just go to Stephen as well. Stephen, you're an Ireland's classic. kids. getting back to aliens. Stephen. Hi, now. Good evening. Good. Stephen, do you think that it's possible there's life on another planet? Well, not life on another planet. Do you think they've visited us? I'm not. I think it's definite. There's life elsewhere in the universe. I mean, we have was it one billion trillion is the is the estimate for the number of other stars out there. Uh, and that's I only mean, what we know of. Exactly. I mean, how many zeros is at the end of that? I don't know, but it, it's an awful lot. So if there's point zero 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 or whatever percentage, the chances are there will be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, having said that, and when you're talking earlier about regression, I mean, you do wonder sometimes looking at social media. Is there intelligent life here? <laughs> I reckon some people make poor Darwin spin in his grave. But leaving that aside, um, I think it's very arrogant of us to think that the universe is just for us. And as you said, I mean, we've only had modern technology, what we would like communications. Marconi's only been around for 100 years. Mm. Um, when Titanic. Well, Marconi, see, Marconi robbed Tesla. Marconi took the. Wasn't there a massive court case back in the 1950s? Because Marconi, of course, claimed to be the, God, uh, the godfather of radio, right? And if it wasn't for allegedly for Marconi, I wouldn't be here today talking to you. But this is not true. Uh, the patent was originally set up by, by Tesla, and Marconi stole the idea. Yeah. Uh, but he, he, he was good at marketing. Well, he was. He was better at marketing than Tesla, who was a bit nutty. Yeah, yeah. that often happens. So uh, look at Betamax and VHS. Betamax technically was better, but VHS succeeded. Well, that's what most television stations actually use Betamax right to the end. Yeah, because it worked. Yeah. But um, no, I mean, I certainly think just on statistically, there has to be intelligent life out there. But with the distances involved, whether they whether they have travelled here or whether they'd want to travel here, I mean, as you said earlier, we are in many ways... Um, very primitive, I'd say, for any or, uh, any group of people or whatever creatures they are who could travel mm-hmm. faster than light. Why would they bother with us? I mean, maybe to laugh. Who are <laughs> the same way as we would study. Other See, when you say you know how far they are away, how many light years to some civilizations, maybe time and space doesn't matter. Yeah, 
Th- th- your travel could be instant. That we don't. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he found organic life or the, or, or the remains of it on Mars or the, or the moon. Well, they or, did, or didn't they? Well, they found water on Mars, didn't they? Yeah, so, and there's organic materials there as well. Mm. What, oh, I mean, uh, certainly there's life there, but whether it's intelligent life after that, mm. how often that happens. Sorry, Michael, yeah, we're saying, Michael, we're hang on, hang on, Stephen, sir. We still have a trillion um, other civilizations out there. Yeah, sorry, Michael, what were you saying there, Stephen? Oh, no, I was saying about uh, the What about those um, pyramids and face shapes that they get found on Mars? Structures, like uh, pyramid structures. I did see, I, I saw some of the pictures, all right, but. There's a suggestion that's just purely coincidental that they happen to look like that. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've seen a guy do um, a computer model uh, dimension measuring mm. whatever the, techno- the word lingo is, and it was basically structures. They, were, they, were, they weren't natural structures. They were like, okay. formed by na- nature. I mean, Stephen, Stephen, you're a logical man. Very mathematically minded. Do you believe that aliens were partly responsible, as some people believe, for the likes of the pyramids and Stonehenge and places like that, where we would think to ourselves now what modern engineering would be difficult enough to do? Yes, people did it thousands of years ago. Would you think that, that aliens played some role in that? That's a theory, isn't it? It's a theory, but it certainly could be possible, because even if you think of, if we had time travel now, and you and me went back a few hundred years with some of the technology we have, we would appear to be gods to people in the 16th and 17th century. So could you imagine... Do you think time, tra- do you think time travel... They're, they're, I, I'm a big fan of time travel. I love time travel movies. I love the whole concept and the oh, idea yeah. of time travel. But I don't think time travel will ever be invented. Well, if it ever Never will be, we probably know or should know already. And we like, would know about it right now if it was. Or prime directors where they can't interfere. Or maybe... Remember once seeing a movie where people would go, travel back in time to watch disasters such as Titanic or, or mm-hmm. Movies or something like that. The time, but the they, they couldn't interfere. It was great. That was, a, that was called Timeless. There wasn't a TV show. The Time, the time Tunnel as well. Oh, yeah, Time Tunnel. Do you remember Time Tunnel? Yes. <laughs> what a wonderful show that was. They tried to do a remake of it as they do with everything and they made a hames of it. Disaster. Yeah, it was a disaster. I loved Time Tunnel. Well, I've been no, watching what, 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 since I was a kid and still do. Yeah, sorry. What do you say there? So good. I said, if, if I'm out walking, like and if um, a spacecraft lands by my feet, I come in and the beams come out and just say, Take me to your leader. Like, I, I, <laughs> Who do you I'd take rather, him to? I, rather, Tony Holohan, I suppose. I'd, I'd rather take him to visit you than me. Well, at the moment, you're going to bring him to Neffet. <laughs> Maybe he should be tested. Just in case. You never know. There could be some sort of uh, Aegon 1 variant or something well, like that. The, the, the lads in, in, the, in the bells and the rest of them be delighted. Absolutely. Sorry, God, Stephen, what are you trying to say? Yeah, but actually, on that point, um, on a serious note, if you remember when um, Western civilization first went over to South America, was it smallpox or chickenpox they mm. caught, and they totally and tot- and that was decimated their populations over there. Yeah. So if there is alien life out there, they probably uh, will destroy us actually with yeah, with bacteria or viruses. Something. Yeah, or vice versa. Remember well, that, well, isn't that, that the story of War of the Worlds? Isn't it? Yeah. The story, the way, I mean, well, I've, I know that's fictional, of course, it's H.G. Wells, but the story of War of the Worlds basically was that the aliens come down and we try everything to kill them and we can't, and the one thing that does kill them is when birds start pecking at them and ba- the, the bacteria that the birds spread to them actually kills them. Well, exactly. If Spanish people who went to South America um, decimated the people over there, could you imagine completely different biology or whatever coming to us, mm-hmm. let alone the language barrier? Yeah. 
I would think their uh, medical I mean, stuff is better than that. Someone from Cork or Kerry, God knows what it'd be like for someone from another planet. Yeah, I mean, no, no, Michael, you're right. They're medical. Maybe they're well. When you say medical, maybe they don't need medical. See, again, you're thinking binary, Michael. Mm. Well, I'm I'm using language. I'm not. Very, I left school when I was young. I'm using the language that I understand. But you get the gist of what I'm saying. No, no, no. I know what you mean. But see. What I'm, and I find it even hard to think about, and I'm sure everybody, first of all, we have find it hard to think about the, the idea of infinity, right? But also yeah. the idea is this idea that we assume that alien, you know, Hollywood, little long arms, fingers, green eyes and an oval shaped face. And that's what we see an alien as. And because it's comfortable for us to think of it like that, right? But realistically, an alien could be a piece of paper. An alien could be a round ball of light. An alien could be completely invisible. It could be, uh, you know, neutrons and electrons. An alien could yeah. be anything. That could be life. Yeah, I don't disagree. So we, we, we don't know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It could be here. We just, we don't know what to look for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they say we only see uh, 5% of the spectrum, isn't it? Or something, something like that, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're all made yeah, of light. You could be right, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Steve. Sorry, Steve. Well, talking of alien life, I just actually was going to thank you. I've just realised I'm missing Love Island by talking to you. <laughs> yeah, I've done you a favour, lads. <laughs> I've done you all a favour. You don't want to go there God. unless you want your mind damaged forever. Anyway, let me just go. To, stay there, lads. Let me just go to Keith as well. Uh, Keith, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How you doing? Not too bad, Now, First time to actually ring and come on the air. Oh, like, you're welcome, Keith. Join I've the party. Been- I've been, I've been listening here for years and years and years. I'm a long-time listener, but first-time caller, you know. Cheers, I appreciate you calling, Keith. Keith, you know, aliens, have you ever seen them? Well, I've never seen them, but I've seen what the Americans are now calling unidentified aerial phenomenon. I saw it twice when I was living down in Wexford. Right, OK. Well, Wexford is a bit of a hot spot, by the way, and so is Monaghan, I believe. Right, OK. Well, I'll tell you where I was living. I was living down near Cahore Point, Old Bond, which was literally just a mile from the from the sea. The house that I was stay- that I was that I was renting, um, the 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 front door, the front of the house was south face, and so when I walked down the driveway, which was about a hundred meters long, down to the gate, it's it's basically due south, and the road down to the beach goes straight across to the east. Now every evening when I come home, I wouldn't lock the gates because I'd be going down to the shop or something like that. So I'd only close the gates when I'm going to bed around half ten, eleven o'clock. So uh, it was around October, mm-hmm. November. Pure black night, no moon, no clouds, clear skies, millions of stars. There's no street lights down there. It's just pure yeah, black. No so environmental light around yet. No, no pollution no environmental yet. Light. So I was just um, just walking down to, clo- to close the gate. I shut the first gate. And then when I closed the second one, I just looked up to the southwest. And I thought it was a satellite. It was a bright white light and the speed it was coming across. Because I've commonly seen satellites cross them over and... They, you know, when they yeah, well, there's 3,000 of those up there somewhere, yeah. yeah. So so when they go past the curve of the earth, you know, the, when the sunlight, when it goes past the sunlight, they, you can see the light just fizzle out once they've gone past the, you know, the curve where, where, yeah. where the sun sets. But this one was approaching from the, from the, which I thought was a bit unusual, was approaching from the, south, from the southwest. And I just watched it go right overhead and then stop. Right. And um, it stopped, and then it appeared like it was coming straight down. It was like a diamond shape. Okay. The light, the light, the light turned. The light turned. The light turned. The light turned to a kind of a bright blue, like a sky blue. And I was there, like, what the heck is this? It has stopped and it's coming. I was thinking, will I turn and run back? (laughs) Did you get a fright? Yeah, you genuinely did. Yeah, I was actually nervous, and then I said to myself, "There's no point in running. This thing is going to get you if it's coming after you." But then, literally, I just watched it, 
and after about three, four seconds, then it just, like, it turned back into a white light, and then it shot you north, straight north, and it was out of my sight within about, within about two, two seconds, it was gone. It was that fast. And here's the thing, did you report it? Because I know there, no. there is a place you can report them to. I know the local control towers and whatever is the nearest airport, they may have a record of it on radar, if indeed. Right, right, yeah. right. And, no, and some I people do report them. I'll tell you why, because you tell that to anyone, most people <laughs> think you're a bloody fruitcake, you're gone gaga, you know what I mean? Yeah, see, I would, I would never, now unless the story was really far-fetched, like people telling you that you, they get abducted and all sorts of things, I would never assume that anything like that is far-fetched. Stephen, you, if somebody told you a story, Stephen, like that, you wouldn't think it was far-fetched, would you? Well, here's the second thing. If you're saying something, if you're talking about probing in certain areas, I wonder about <laughs> probing um, in certain areas. Particularly in recent times, is Starlink, who are um, providing the broadband via satellite. They've currently nearly 2,000 satellites in orbit, growing to 12,000. So it's yeah. not unusual for people to see, particularly uh, groups of lights going across. Um, that's just the Starlink satellites, because they're now visible from Ireland. Which is the ones that what Elon Musk just threw up there? Exactly. Oh, Starlink, yeah, that's Starlink, yeah. Yeah, they provide broadband to everyone, probably for a fraction of the national broadband plan, but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And was it, was it Google were going to put up the balloons? No, well, not Google. Was it Google or was it Apple? We're putting Facebook, up? we're talking about something as well. Yeah, the broadband yeah, balloons. I know we got off... Over, Never got off the ground, you were going to say, go on, yeah. yeah well, both, no, but I mean, the Starlink system, I know someone who's trialling it, it's absolutely fabulous. I've seen, no, I've seen the videos of Starlink, which is these trail of lights going across the sky. Sorry, Keith, you had another story there you wanted to tell yeah, us about. Well. a couple of weeks later, same thing again. Right. Again, a clear night, no moon. So it was about a month after again. It was about a month because there was no moon. It was a black night again and there was no, there was no stars, there was no nothing and it was pure silence. After I locked the gates, I was walking back, back to the house. And if I look down to the east, if you've ever seen the Garda helicopter, I have, yeah. It's, it's shining its night sun down, looking, looking for, looking for someone or something. Looking for vermin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you can imagine that bright white light like a night sun. I just saw it and I was there. I thought to myself, what's the copper chopper looking for down, down here? But then, <laughs> It was silent. There was no sound. I was listening out carefully. There was no sound. It was it was actually eerily quiet. Right. And as I watched that light, it was moving to the left and stopping, but it was moving very fast. And then it moved closer towards me, and then the light shone actually directly at me for about a second. And then it just turned back towards the north and shot off and disappeared out of my sight after about a second, two seconds. It was gone. It moved back quick. And, and that never changed colour, no? And that didn't change colour, no. No, OK, OK. Michael, what, Michael, give me, give me your professional opinion on this, Michael. Two different phenomena I saw on two different nights. On the second one, I was thinking there that uh, because you said there was no sound, that could have been a drone. Was it at night time? The drone couldn't move that fast. It was too bloody all right, fast. All right, the all right. It, the speed it took off and disappeared. It was out of my. It was out. It was out of my sight within about two seconds. Some of these new drones are very fast. But but in saying that, I, and I know a lot of people release those. You know those kind of Chinese balloons with the candle in them. They go very slow though. I know, but sometimes you know when you see one of those in the sky, they, they and particularly if there's a good strong wind, once it gets up to a certain height, they can move fairly quickly. Yeah. I actually I got a load of them once and I nearly set fire to the house across the road. They, they wouldn't move as fast as a jet airliner, you know, like if you spot you, you spot, you know, a jet airliner flying overhead, you know, at thirty thousand feet. Yeah, I haven't seen one of them in a while. This, this, this thing like I mean was 
not going at 100, like, I mean, the jet airliner's doing six, 700 mile an hour. Mm. This thing disappeared. It must, have, it must have disappeared at 10 or 20,000 mile an hour. And it before all this happened, Keith, before you saw these sightings, these two particular sightings that you're aware of, I mean, would your mind have been very open to that sort of thing? Or would you be one of those people who kind of just written it off as, ah, don't be so daft? I, would, I, would, I never even would have thought about it. No. And, the, and it generally is people who have never thought about it. The ones who are gagging to see it, who are really into it, just never get to see anything, unfortunately. I mean, well, after, after that, I did get a bit of interest in it. And I, yeah. I, I, I just, from looking at science, Discovery Science, National Geographic and all that, there's hundreds, hundreds of billions of galaxies. And in, the, in, in each galaxy, there's hundreds of billions of stars. When you think about it, anyone that says that we're the only life that ever evolved in the universe... Oh, well, that would be silly, yeah. I yeah. just think it's silly, and... When but anybody who, anybody who says there's no such thing as aliens, when I say, well, that's the word we use, of course, for, yeah. you know, well, as aliens, you but they're, they're obviously <laughs> idiots. They're looking back in time. Yeah. <laughs> when you look at, say, the nearest galaxy, which is the Andromeda galaxy, which is two, two million light years away, what you're seeing was happened to... Oh, you're looking, yeah, it is time travel in a sense, of course. So, and, and they've uh, talked. I, they've talked about uh, that. Was a, an amazing movie, actually. I don't know whether any of you've seen. Stephen, did you see Interstellar? Yes, I did. What I did. an astonishing movie! You know, the most astonishing part of that is, which Keith just reminded me was, when they went to whatever galaxy it was, and they had to go back down to the planet to rescue a guy, and they described that it would take them nine minutes, but for every minute they would, the person in the space uh, station that was waiting for them to come back again to dock back with them would age one year. For every for every minute they were away. Where someone had asked a commenter, you know, Mr. Edwin Poots, the one who believes the Earth is six thousand years old. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, had asked him to have a look through a telescope and pointed out that the light he's seeing is a million or two years old or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How does he explain? That? I mean, I, I find yeah, but seemingly forty three percent of the American population believe that people are only on this planet six thousand years. Because of course, you know, there's a particularly in the southern states. Uh, you know, you've got a lot of the Baptist states down there. You know, where people genuinely believe that. And and look, if that's what they want to believe, that's what they want to believe. But it's such a naive thing to believe, isn't it? I don't think the court No, I, I believe it is. Is actually just do me do a quick check there. But I believe it is. I think that, that there's a percentage, just close on half Americans believe that the that human beings are only here six thousand years. Yet they managed to put a man on the moon and bring him back several times. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or did they, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> or did they? Hey, Michael. Hey, Michael, huh? Did they put oh, a yeah. man on the moon? I think, well, that, that's a good thing to bring up, actually. Well, what actually happened there, because I watched a few documentaries on that, and I've, I've <laughs> actually heard the scientists, and, I, and I've rewatched it, so I know I'm not making this up. The scientists said that they took apart all the equipment and they said, it's just like the pyramids, they said, we can't rebuild the equipment. They literally said that we cannot rebuild the equipment that put the people on the moon. The same way we can't rebuild the pyramids, the technology we have today. So I don't know what's going on there. Something weird went on there. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they did land on the moon, but when you look at the videos... And I that, think they did because... They, that they, dodgy they looking thing like that it. took off with sparks out of it, like something of an old Flash Gordon movie, you think to yourself, how the hell did that make it to the moon? Do you know what I mean? No. I know, I know, I know. They put up a good, people put up a good a good argument saying that the moon landings are fake or whatever. But I don't know Stanley what, Kubrick, you, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, this is that's a that's a conspiracy. That's theory, a conspiracy theory. I, yeah. I don't. I think that 
I think they actually did land on the moon. I think there's a different story that we're not being told, but I don't know. I'm just saying. But I, I find that whole thing very suspect because did they go there and then they find out that uh, was there something up there and they were warned, like, get out of here or mm-hmm. did, something, did something happen because... Okay, by the way, just getting back to the stat there a minute ago, because it was, it was said they didn't believe me. Now, here's the actual statistic. Four in ten Americans, which wasn't far off, 40%. I said 43. So four in ten Americans believe God created the Earth and uh, anatomically modern humans less than 10,000 years ago. That's you'd, have to, you'd have to, to uh, poll every American. I don't, I don't know. That's, I mean, don't get me wrong. I respect people's belief in God and everything else. That's fine. But yeah. really, even if you believe in God, do you really believe we're only here less than 10,000 years? Does anybody believe that anymore? But with all the scientific evidence that's out there, carbon dating, everything that's out there. I mean, can some people really believe that? I some find it would. astonishing. Some would. I don't think it. I don't think it's nearly 50%, though. I think that's just... That's like... People say, oh, I see, but you see, but you're not what you're not thinking of. You're thinking of New York, and you're thinking of L.A., and you're thinking you're not no, thinking you're not thinking the in the deep bells. south and all the other states. The barbecue there. bells, like, <laughs> the barbecue barbecue bells. bells. <laughs> but, like I don't think that many. No, I mean Trump is popular in a lot of those states. <laughs> you know, not believe that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the, the Bible bells, the barbecue bells, gets it. I, I don't know. I, I find that I, there are a lot of smart people there. I know we think there are. Oh, no, but hang on. Smart. That doesn't mean they're not smart. I had a guy on the air here one night, and he was a lecturer in Trinity College. I think Trinity or UCD. I can't remember which one or the other. But he was a lecturer in, in something or other. I don't know what he was, but he was a clever guy, an intelligent man. And he yeah. tried to convince me that Noah's Ark was real. Now, I mean, if that's what he believed, that's what he believed, that's fine. But to think that an intelligent man who's a lecturer in a college honestly believes that a man and his missus and whatever, two kids, built a boat big enough to hold whatever it is, 2.4 million land-faring animals, is just the bizarrest notion ever. They'd still be building it nowadays with Bronze Age tools. Yeah, sorry, Stephen. If, if life was ever found, say, on Mars or Saturn or whatever, not even intelligent life, just even microbial life, how would the ultra-religious then explain that? Because mm. man isn't the centre of the universe anymore. We're not unique. Tell all about us. Exactly. It'd be quite interesting to see how, how they would um, mm. change their position on that, shall we say. Are any of you religious? Keith, are you religious? Uh, well, I, I'm not religious. Do you believe in God? I do believe in that, 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 that there is a God. Okay, fair enough. And But do you believe that human beings are here only 6,000 years? No, I'd say we evolved over over millions of years. Well, That's why I, I believe most people, even those who believe in God, would probably suggest at this stage, or even the Pope had said at one stage that we should never rule out the Big Bang and we should never rule out, you know, a combination well, of evolution. Yeah. Yes. Well... Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to blow out, uh, you know, people saying that the moon landings didn't happen, that it's a big conspiracy theory, and why can't, when we point our telescopes, our most powerful telescopes at the moon, why we can't... I can't see, see the, the flag. Landers, <laughs> can't see the flag. I'll explain that to you in very simple English. With our most powerful telescope and video equipment, when we zoom in as close as we can to the moon, and we take that picture and we zoom in and zoom in and zoom in, one pixel, well, you know what one pixel looks yes, like? Yes, yeah, yeah. One pixel covers 60 square kilometers of the lunar surface. 
Right, how so far how far is the moon again? You going to see something that's probably only within the size of maybe a housing estate. I, I'm just trying to <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just trying to think how far the moon is. I think is it a hundred? I might now could be three hundred and eighty something thousand miles. Is it? It's of a million kilometers. kilometers. Right. Okay. Okay. It is a far distance away. <laughs> All right. It's not like a, it's not like a trip to Liverpool, really, is it? <laughs> you know what I mean. The, the, the round trip. Those so those astronauts did 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 half a million miles on the round trip. When you think about it, so it's quite amazing what they did. They I were. It was a slingshot it. effect, wasn't it? Sorry, sorry, Stephen. Oh, well, I, I was just saying it was two hundred eighty-four thousand, but I, 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 I once had a Volvo that went five hundred thousand miles. That was, uh, <laughs> that was still working. I, 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 I have a Mercedes Sprinter van that's zero seven and it has one million three hundred and ninety thousand. Oh, it's gone around the clock, has it? It's gone around. It's on its second time round. Three hundred. No, there's four hundred. It's actually four hundred and thirty thousand on it now. I'm actually going back. It's got one million. And has it had a new engine? No, same engine, same gearbox, just plenty of oil changes. That's incredible, isn't it? Yep, because I was I I, I can't ring in during the day to be quite busy at work, you know. So I yeah, well, I, I have to say, there I don't believe there's a car being built now that will do that kind of mileage. Well, the the, the new the, the sprint the, the sprinters with the big three liter V six big 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 powerful engine. That's a big lazy engine. It's not working hard. It's a big heavy van, but it's got a big powerful engine, so it's not it's not under pressure. It's pulling the weight without any pressure, so it's not wearing out. Mm-hmm. The smaller engine ones are, are tuned up with turbos. They're working really hard, and they're going they're going to wear out faster. That's why by the time yeah high revolutions yeah yeah a million kilometers on them, they're wore out like they're gone. Good luck, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, unless unless we go all electric at some stage, then we just rely on the batteries. I don't think electric is the future either. I just I think it. Well, okay, good. just very quickly then, because I have to go now. I, I go to a break. What is the future, Keith? Water cars, hydro. I think, yeah, the hydrogen fuel cell is possibly the future, yeah. If you yeah. look at Toyota, the, the hydrogen fuel cell, we've got plenty of hydrogen in the oceans there with H2O. It's just a matter of, 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 of splitting, splitting the molecule, harvesting the oxygen and, and oxygen and the hydrogen and pumping it through a system we already have with the natural gas and with the petrol pumps. We already have pretty much the infrastructure there. It's just a matter of changing over to, to hydrogen, getting rid, getting rid of, of petrol and diesel and not only that, but all the cars that we have that run on petrol and diesel, we can modify them engines to run on hydrogen as well. So as we as we did with gas many many years ago, when we thought that was a good idea. Uh, just finally, just very quickly, uh, Michael, what so yeah. in a hundred years' time, what sort of car will I be driving? I think it'll be run by magnets. Magnetic, magnets, mag- magnetic. magnetic energy, okay, yeah. yeah, okay, I get it, I get it. Okay, uh, what do you what do you reckon, Stephen? Um, I agree. Hydrogen cell, I think, makes the most sense. Yeah, I, I, I have a funny feeling electricity won't, electric cars won't last long. Um, I, I mind you that we we started the very first cars built were electric and water, steam, of course. And so there's new technology for batteries because batteries haven't no. actually progressed as far as the other technologies have. So we may have a battery, maybe the size of a pack of cigarettes, that will last us all all week. Yeah, no, I had I had a Tesla there for a weekend. A wonderful car, I loved it. It was a great driving experience, great fun to drive. But the only downside was looking for somewhere to charge the Jays, I think. And I'm waiting six hours for it to charge. That was the downside. Uh, okay, listen, thank you very much indeed, all of you. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Niall Boylan show. Classic hits.